and welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Bergen, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of Walk the Line, the 2005 film starring Joaquin Phoenix, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Goodwin, and Robert Patrick. Uh, just got done rewatching the film and uh, wanted to share some of my thoughts with you of when I saw it for the first time, as well as my thoughts after rewatching it here uh, all these years later. Um, the film uh, is based on the true story of the life of Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash and uh, gets into uh, their relationship and uh, growing up for Johnny Cash and, and, and his start in the music business all the way up to uh, when him and uh, June got married. And so uh, this film was one that I was uh, really just excited to see. Uh, it came out in November of 2005 and and at that time I was living in Seattle, Washington and it was a good uh, reminder of home and when I went and saw it for the first time uh, where I lived in Seattle uh, I lived in the university district and there were multiple theaters uh, within walking distance of the place where I lived at and uh, if I wanted to go see a movie um, for most of them I could just uh, walk down the street, walk a couple blocks, and 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 be there at a theater. Uh, there were a couple that were uh, one or two screens, and then there was kind of the uh, big multiplex uh, theater, uh, kind of at the end of the street near where the uh, the interstate was. And so, uh, on that November day on two thousand five, uh, I walked all the way down to the theater to to check it out because I was excited to see it. Uh, growing up in Tennessee, huge uh, country music fan, loved Johnny Cash. He, he He's just one of those iconic uh, country figures. And so uh, to, to see a film based on his life was something I was interested in. And plus the fact that it was just a good reminder of home uh, and, and being able to see parts of Tennessee on the screen was just a way of kind of dealing with homesickness at that point. Cause I had just, uh, I'd moved up there less than a year, uh, before then. And so it was good to just be able to, to see uh, a little bit of home. And so, uh, went in, saw the movie and, uh, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me that first time watching the film. And, uh, one of them, like I said, was just seeing, home uh in essence on the big screen seeing memphis seeing nashville seeing hendersonville uh it was it was good to see tennessee on the big screen and the other thing was actually something that happened before the movie started uh and it's something to this day that i still fondly remember as just being random and funny uh so multiple trailers were shown obviously uh before the film because that's how <laughs> movies are, is you have multiple trailers. Well, this one was no exception. But what was the exception was there were two trailers that played back-to-back. There was Casanova, and then there was Brokeback Mountain. Now, both of those films starred Heath Ledger. And for some reason, to this day, I have no idea why this happened, but... Uh, they showed both of those trailers back to back, and after the second trailer was shown, someone in the audience randomly yelled out, "He's in both those movies." 
<laughs> and it was just what what just happened and it was just never have anything happened like that before and nothing has ever happened since where just randomly somebody just yells out something like that during the previews during the trailers to uh, films. And so that always stood out to me whenever I think about this movie, walk the line. And I loved the film back then. It was, uh, it was great. And it's, I've watched it numerous times since then, but this is the first time in a while uh, that I've rewatched the film. And I wondered, you know, is this going to hold up? Is it going to have the same feeling of uh, just satisfaction and and love? And for the most part, it did. Uh, There were a lot of things that I loved the first time that I still love again. Uh, There were a couple of things that I feel differently about now, all these years later. And I, I feel like are things that are probably genuine criticisms i think for the film but for the most part i I would say that it's it's a film that really holds up and and really is good and uh one of the things that i first noted was in the beginning of the film you start at Folsom prison before his uh, concert and live album recording and it's fitting that the film starts at Folsom um, because a lot of his career is tied into him uh with with Folsom the album that's recorded there is probably his most iconic album uh, that he released. And so uh, tying into that at the beginning and then towards the end of the film just almost makes sense as to why James Mangold, the director, uh, went that route. And I feel like that that really is a good starting point for the film. And one of the other things that I thought was really good was how there were little things like Folsom, like how his interaction with his brother Jack uh, with uh, little comments like the Dutch boy uh, poking, uh, keeping uh, the holes poked in with his fingers, those little comments, little things like that, fishing uh, with him and his brother and then later on with June. uh, There are little things like that that are echoed throughout the film and I thought that that was really uh, something that kind of ties the film in together very well. And, and just a little nods here and there throughout the course of the film, how uh, those little notes just uh, kind of get repeated again and again. And I thought that that was really cool. Um, I really loved the performances of Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. They really felt like Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Uh, just the way they sung, the way they acted, everything just really felt like uh, they were those people. And especially whenever uh, Joaquin Phoenix was performing and the way he held the guitar and uh, just everything of his mannerisms just felt like that was Johnny Cash performing. And I thought that uh, that's really a testament to Joaquin Phoenix as an actor is he very much when he gets into a role, he, he understands the person that he's playing and, uh, really just dives into it fully. And it's a testament to the work that he puts into prior to doing the role. And then when he gets into the role, uh, just how 
how well he does. And so really just a great job by both of them. And the fact that they sung as well. Uh, you have a lot of these biopics where uh, it's a toss-up between whether they have the actors sing themselves or they use the tracks of the actual artists and they lip sync it but these two sung the songs and it's you know they they have really great singing voices and they really do a great job of uh, singing along and and giving that authentic feel to the music because it almost feels like if you didn't have them sing the songs and you had uh, them do the lip syncing that it wouldn't feel as authentic but the fact that you have them actually singing the songs it really uh, does make it feel real and authentic and so uh, I always love that about them as well is that they they performed it themselves and they did a great job with it Um, a couple of the things that really I don't feel like hold up as well after rewatching it all these years later uh, the first thing is is some of the time jumps are kind of uh, wonky. Uh, sometimes it's a couple of years. Sometimes it's you know, five, six, seven years. And, and it always is varied uh, as to the length of the time jumps that they do and, and even how they do them. There's some that are done really well uh, when there's like musical montages and they're going from – uh, one tour to the next and, and how uh, Johnny and his band and, and the rest of the gang, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Roy Orbison, Elvis Presley, all, all that gang uh, is touring from city to city. Some of the time jumps there feel very natural and, and, very, and flow very well. And then there's some that just, uh, they jump years and years and they just it it just kind of feels out of place and it's hard when you have a film that's two hours 15 minutes or so uh and you're covering so much time uh and you want to make sure that you get as many of the high points as possible It, it does make it a little difficult at times to do transitions uh as well as you could and so i feel like that's one of those ones where they probably could have done a better job with transitions, uh, especially with some of them, uh, because it just kind of feels a little disjointed, especially early on. I feel like especially the early transitions when uh, it goes from his childhood to the army, the army to uh, first living in Memphis, like those those time jumps seem to be kind of. Uh, very disjointed. Uh, I feel like it kind of got better as the film went on, uh, probably because it there wasn't as many like hard uh, time jumps as there were early on. Uh, but that was one thing that kind of stood out as something that was kind of a thing that could have been done better. But really, for me, the main thing that I would say is a critique is the way that Vivian. Uh, Johnny Cash's first wife is portrayed in the film. At the time, I didn't, I didn't know as much about Vivian uh, as I would come to learn, and so I, uh, I just went off of Jennifer Goodwin's performance, which is good, and it's still good uh, for what she's given. Uh, but I feel like having learned more about Vivian's life, and especially. There's a documentary, I believe it's on Amazon Prime, 
that really goes into her life and uh, the life of the uh, the relationship between him, her and Johnny uh, that really gives a lot more depth and a lot more uh, just sensibility uh, with her and then with the two of them. And I feel like with this film, uh, it really does her a disservice. Uh, I feel like the portrayal is very two-dimensional. It shows her in a way that really wasn't reality. It really wasn't the true uh, portrayal of her life. And and I get it in the sense that uh, this film was produced by uh, the son of Johnny and June. And so it, I think he really wanted to focus more on their relationship, much more so than uh, Vivian. And so... I get it in that one sense that you know you want to more highlight John and, and June uh, because that kind of is what everybody knows and um, and and the, and that's a great job of how that's portrayed. But I feel like that you could have still really highlighted and shown Vivian in maybe a little more sympathetic light. Um, Granted, Vivian's not perfect. I think everybody in uh, throughout this uh, film is not perfect. Uh, Johnny obviously is not perfect. June's not perfect. Uh, Johnny's dad's not perfect. Uh, Vivian is not perfect. But I feel like that there's there could have been more shown in a more sympathetic light to her uh, because it wasn't all her issues with Johnny and in that relationship, uh, they were both at fault, uh, in, in how, uh, things ultimately went down. And it almost feels like that, uh, they almost want to put it all on Vivian in this film. And that's not really the case. And I feel like that, uh, John, Johnny at that time was a little more self-destructive and he was he was just as responsible, if not more so, uh, how that relationship ended with him and Vivian. And so I, I feel like that that's one of those things where uh, they could they could have still shown Johnny and June and, and how that relationship developed and grew and, and everything. But at the same time, not not as detrimentally treated Vivian. I think you could still treat Vivian well and still shown how reality was with all of them. And so, but that was one thing that was, I guess, the major critique watching it back again. And probably a third one is how the reconciliation between Johnny and his dad, it's just kind of thrown in almost willy nilly at the end of the film uh, with you know, Johnny's dad talking on the tin can to, uh, uh, Rose, uh, Roseanne Cash and, and, and Carleen Carter, that part, just looking back on it now, it's just weird because you see throughout the majority of the film, this, uh, antagonistic relationship between Johnny and his dad and, you don't really see the reconciliation take place. It's just uh, Johnny telling 
his dad to tell the kids the story about the flood and it's like the way that they act with each other it's like oh yeah they reconcile but you never see that on screen you never have any kind of inclination that they did reconcile and until it's just kind of thrown in at the end and like i didn't notice it as much i guess in 2005 when i saw the film but watching it back now it's like i almost feel like there should have been a scene where you see them reconcile just because it would make more sense if you had that than just kind of throwing it in there at the end like that where automatic or somehow they just magically are reconciled and then the other thing is and it's something that for me as a believer as a as a as a christian uh that's lacking in the film is johnny cash's faith uh, that was something that was very, very important in his life, and it's something that uh, he talked about a lot, especially when he um, really kind of had his come-to-Jesus moment uh, and, and, and got right with the Lord. It, it was something that he was very passionate about and speaking about. And there are little bits and pieces of that in the film, Um uh, there's obviously growing up listening to uh, hymns and uh, there are times uh, when he has the conversation about uh, kind of wanting to play at Folsom and kind of understanding what, uh, what, a, what, what, what being a follower of Jesus is about uh, and, and kind of who understands what that is. But really there's not that much there. And I feel like that that's kind of, something that I think was missing in the film. I think that there could have been a little bit more done there. And granted, uh, 2005, you didn't have uh, the films that have come later. Like, uh, I can only imagine, and I still believe that, I I think do a better job of portraying that uh, a little more openly as far as authentic Christian faith. Um, I think 2005, there's, there was still that kind of lack there of, of doing it. It, there's, I don't, I don't think that it necessarily does a bad job of portraying Christians in the film and, in in that aspect, but I feel like that there could have done a better job of, you know, showing that authenticity of Johnny Cash's faith in, in, in Jesus. And so, but those are just little things, and I th- like I said, for the most part, I feel like this film holds up very well. I think that it's a film that uh, I enjoyed and will probably continue to enjoy because I think at the heart of it, it really is kind of that story of redemption. It's a story of hope, uh, and, and it's a story of you know, reconciliation. Uh, and I, I, for me, that's always stories that I enjoy, uh, having that hope and having that, uh, renewal, uh, come about. So, uh, I was really glad to rewatch it again. I was really glad to, uh, to check it out and, uh, it still holds up, like I said, and, uh, it, it'll always be one that has a special place in my heart, 
uh, from when I first saw it and, and all the way to today. So that's my thoughts on Walk the Line. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, have you seen the film? Uh, what are your thoughts uh, if you have seen it or if you have another film that you've been checking out of late? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one as well. Uh, you can let me know your thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at ScreenNerdsPod. Uh, you can search us out on Facebook. Uh, find our Facebook page by searching Screen Nerds Podcast. Uh, and if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Good Pods, Amazon, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Uh, if you would, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Would really appreciate it. Uh, so again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name's Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.